Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, spider people, and young bloods of all ages, welcome to the Multiverse of Radness, a show where fellow like-minded webheads have assembled to discuss, review, theorize, and wax intellectual over any and all things related to the Sony Cinematic Universe of Spider-Man characters. My name is John, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host and fellow gritty, brooding, radioactive secret clone, Travis, to discuss the long-awaited Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. When I went into into the Spider-Verse five years ago, I was really taken back. I went to a Saturday morning matinee all by myself with zero expectations, having seen zero promotional material and knowing nothing more than it was a Miles Morales animated Spider-Man movie. I left that theater pretty floored and still think it's the peak of Spider-Man's cinematic adaptations. With that being said, the sequel definitely had a lot to live up to. I had avoided pretty much all promotional material with the exception of one trailer that Travis and I actually had to stop the podcast recording to watch uh, when it was released midway through doing our news segment one time last year. I came out to theater today having seen what I personally feel is the closest straight up adaptation to what it feels like to read a comic book in any other medium other than comics. So Travis, uh, say what you will about this plot, which can be argued as being pretty janky, but do you kind of agree that this franchise's clever implementation of the multimedia animation and the varying styles allows for the storytelling and, and kind of the flow of that storytelling to feel just as much like reading comic books not necessarily one comic but reading comic books in general as much as it does kind of absorbing a film yeah yeah i could definitely see that with how well the different animation styles and art styles were mashed together or whatnot uh where like when you're reading a particular even follow a particular comic character you're going to see him drawn in in all sorts of different ways over the years oh yeah 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 And it's not to say like right now, like Marvel has a house style back in the seventies, Marvel had a house style in the eighties. They had a house style, but there would Um, still be people that broke the mold over the years. Always. And it would happen within characters. You know what I mean? Like, um, well, like 10, 15 years ago, God, almost 20 years ago now. There was like the daredevil run going on, but there was also like the David Mack and Ed Brubaker daredevil run. Uh, whatever that side last days or whatever it was where I could read daredevil and it would look like how daredevil looked when John Romita jr. Drew daredevil, you know, every single week. Uh, or you could read Spider-Man the way, uh, Spider-Man looked when, um, John Romita senior drew Spider-Man back in the eighties, or you could read the X-Men books, uh, the way the X-Men looked in the eighties when John Byrne was drawing for them. But then you would get with the X-Men, you would get that, that new mutants, right. And you would see Bill Sienkiewicz's artwork and it would just be like drippy and surreal and bizarre. And even within the house style, people drew the figures differently and they had different senses of motion and there were different panel layouts. And it's a medium that is so kind of, 
not just defined in its storytelling, but defined by what the creators are doing with it. It's like one of the reasons why um, like comics are like really just such like a unique medium because you're only limited really by your ability and your imagination at one point, you know, um, Mm -hmm. a movie costs a lot of money. Like this movie costs a lot of money. Um, but live action in particular, uh, not only does it cost a lot of money, but, but you have limitations on what you can do. So when you have, you know, stories like infinity war and you're dealing with Thanos or silver surfer, and you're telling all of these stories in film, you have to think about how can we accomplish this? And now we have incredible photorealistic computer generated imagery um, as opposed to doing everything all practically. Um, But even that like feels like a movie when you're watching it, you know what I mean? Like a comic book doesn't feel like reading a picture book. You know what I mean? A comic book, it's, it's drawings. It's, it's, it's a guy uses hand to do figure drawing and let his imagination run wild. And, when I saw the first Spider-Verse movie and we're probably going to fuck up the names of these movies throughout the recording of this podcast, (laughs) because their names are mouthfuls and confusing. And I kept calling this movie into the Spider-Verse today, but it's called uh, across the Spider-Verse. When I saw into the Spider-Verse five years ago, I had this like realization, like 30 minutes in that, this is kind of the best medium for like straight up comic book adaptations, like not an adaptation of that. Fancy story, animation. But yeah, yeah. Fancy animation. A hundred percent, a hundred percent because the way Todd McFarlane drew Peter Parker, like squatting a human cannot bend like that. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? You can draw a Spider-Man bending like that and it looks well, even fucking... down to like the spaghetti webbing like you can really make it look like that in like an animation if they want if they want and and god imagine how cool it would be if they did like uh like a spider-man 300 style like you know spider-man issue 300 uh like style mm-hmm. uh like imagine they adapted mcfarland's spider-man in the next one the way they did ben riley you know um that would be so cool um, but like, I got that realization and I thought, holy shit, like this is the fucking way to give me that juice cinematically. Like, this is the way to give me that very specific kind of like rush of like, oh my God, look at that creativity in a bottle when I, that I get when I read comic books in another medium other than comic books. When I saw the first into the spider verse today, especially with this new one when I was about 30 minutes in because it starts with the spider Gwen stuff and then goes to the miles stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we get a little of the 2099 stuff and all these different characters. Um, I got the sensation that I get when I pick up a stack of comic books and, (laughs) and I'm flipping through them all at random and I'm looking at the, the Peter David 2099 run. And then I pick up an issue of the clone saga and kind of laugh at the yard. And then I pick up an issue of, of the spider Gwen stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And the David Mack stuff. And, and you're getting all of those styles individually, but it doesn't feel jarring. You know what I mean? Like they're able to kind of, 
make like an amalgamation of all of those styles, right? Does that make any sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, like, it's not... You don't even notice it whenever it goes from Spider-Man's universe where it's almost like watercolory to Miles, where it's uh, a bit closer to the first film. Guy. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are things you can do in comic books um, that you can't do in live action uh to depict things specifically depict emotions specifically depict ideas specifically um that makes sense on a page that wouldn't make sense like in a film film like a live action mm-hmm. film and these movies do that um like the spider gwen universe as an example whenever spider gwen gwen stacy is walking around as gwen stacy in a regular street clothes the reflections, the reflective surfaces around her are reflecting Spider-Gwen in costume yes. back to her. And if you did that in a comic book, that would be a clever way of like showing that only she can see herself as that and the world mm-hmm. can't see herself as that. Like, you know, like stuff you can do on paper that doesn't that wouldn't that would look stupid in, in the Tom Holland movies. Right. It would be really weird. Um, or, or at least a challenge. It would be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, it's visual expression um, that that's more like artistic expression than it is like storytelling, but it's used in comic books as storytelling through that kind of visual representation. And there's moments in the spider Gwen universe, like we're saying, it's got that kind of drippy watercolor tone, um, very similar to uh, the original Despair. books that her creators, Jason Latour wrote and Robbie Rodriguez did the artwork for. Um, but like when, characters like she's arguing with her dad and the colors get darker in the room and they get more purple right um and then there'll be like a moment of something like uplifting and hopeful and she'll go grab her father and it will like have this explosion of color around them but but it is stuff like that that i mean like we're working on the comic book now and there's little touches of things like that um that aren't necessarily real at all like we have a page that i sent you the inks for where a character is chopping up another character you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and you're like you obviously are ripping off frank miller here what's the page specifically that you're ripping off and i was like oh it's something like this and and the page is like instead of like drawing the colors and the shadows like it would exist in real life you know it's just it's almost like flats like shaded flats where it's like the whole page is red the whole page is blue and like you couldn't get away with that in a live action movie but if we were to yeah but travis like if we were to animate that bit like we could like blast you know Mm -hmm. blue at the screen and then blast red at the screen as a limb was getting cut off you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um yeah, it, it's I, I you I texted you when I was going in and I was like, I'm going in. You're like, all right, cool. And then two and a half hours later, I get the question mark. You know, what's the deal? And I just texted you back. I think like sensory overload, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I was overwhelmed watching it. Uh, in a mostly good way. Like, it's one that I'm going to rewatch before I can uh, 
firmly rated, I guess. Uh, I, I have a soft rating at the end of this fucking thing. But yeah. A gentleman's score? A gentleman's yeah. score? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's one of those, it's kind of a good thing in that I'll have plenty to look for on rewatches, which is a thing I'm always fond of. But There's so much to look for where if this was something... I saw three times and like brought a notebook like I did with like guardians three or, yeah. or something that came out streaming the same day as live action. I would have <laughs> at theaters rather I'd have like 50 pages of notes because mm-hmm. there's a very specific sequence at the, towards the end of the second act of this film where there are hundreds of Spider-Men, you know what I mean? And I was next to a fourth grader today and went, Oh my God, it's Bagman. You know what I mean? And like, grabbed him. Yeah. I was like, it's Bagman. And the kid's like, who the fuck is Bagman? And I was like, one time Spider-Man lost his mask. So he had to wear a paper bag. And it's been a joke for like, I borrow clothes for the fantastic four. Yeah. 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 But the, the, you know, and, and that alone is sensory overload on top of just the, animation and the glitchiness of it which works mm-hmm. to the storytelling's benefit the the glitchiness of it um yeah, yeah the like title card to this fucking movie with the sony columbia mm-hmm. marvel studios logo doing the glitching to all the various different kinds of logos that yeah like fucking i thought i was gonna have a seizure like instantly <laughs> You know, I saw this movie in like large IMAX format in a Dolby sound theater today, and it was so packed. I couldn't get tickets like in the stadium seating. I was like, like sixth row up on the floor. So like it wasn't like I had to turn my neck to see everything. I wasn't that close, but I was like a giant hundred foot screen was in front of me. You know what I mean? And just having this like like literal like it was it felt like like hardcore breakbeat you know what i mean just like like the visual equivalent of just like a double kick drum and like a slayer song fucking hitting me in the fucking face um also the uh comic uh code authority approval got a chuckle from me pretty loud in a quiet theater today. I don't know if that happened. Were you uh, watching the movie with that in mind? Like, if anything, wouldn't have actually gotten the uh, the approval? Uh, any uh, live undead or vampires? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or a, like a black Hispanic guy having a crush on a white woman that I don't yeah, think... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, was that allowed with Frederick Worstham? Uh, I'm not sure. I bet not. I bet not. Yeah. yeah. I bet not. Should we put the uh like should we, should I make a not authorized by the Comic Code Authority for for our book? Why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Like, what can we write on it to piss off James at this point? Is really what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck the Comic Code Authority, you know, fascist uh, authority or something like that. You know, um, I like that this started off. Um, with Gwen, right? The the first one into yeah. the Spider-Verse started off with uh I'm Peter Parker and here's my story. And, and I'm here you are my musical taste. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's that with her and her band drumming the Mary Janes. Uh yes, I I like this. I like the music here. I like the 
visual representation of the music mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, she's just like explaining what happened in the last movie, kind of, and it, it works. Uh. Yeah, and like before anything starts, you just kind of get the drums and you hear like the snare, and there's just like a little mm-hmm. like water drop, and then like yeah. the hi hat, and there's like another water drop, and then like a drum fill, and it's like just splotches of color. It's very mm-hmm. like Fantasia almost. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it it was really cool, and and kind Which of I, almost watercolor style uh, complements it too. So it's yeah, it's so drippy and fucking neat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so drippy and neat. Um, what's it called? Uh, Lord and Miller didn't direct this. No, no, no. I thought they did going in. Like I, I hadn't been following that element as much as time. Yeah, uh, neither did I. I mean. I don't know. Again, I don't want to like discredit um, what an animation director does, but it's one of those things like I don't know what's like totally involved. <laughs> like, like it yeah. feels like more like a production thing. Like you're overseeing every element of the production at that point, kind of like what a producer would do, like on live action. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like being the guiding hand of it, um, and then being like not just the executive producers, but the actual producers and the writers. Like I, I like Lord and Miller and I know you're a bigger fan of solo than most people. Right. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I like it. I like it. I, uh, I don't think it shouldn't exist really. No. <laughs> There's no need for a solo movie. And a lot of the criticisms about it are fair, but I just like it. It's dingy looking. And yeah. Yeah. I like that I, uh, there's a prawn drug dealer in the beginning, and she's like, I like a, the robot uh, uprising uh, with the uh, the horny robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of stuff in it that I did, even though like, yes, it it has its problems. <laughs> yeah, and there's that part where it's like, are you traveling with anybody? He's like, no, I'm by myself. It's like, what's your last name? And he's like, I don't have one. It's like, we'll call you Don Corleone. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's. <laughs> Very, Jesus. very, very fucking silly, dude. It's very silly. Um, yeah, they definitely speed run through what happened in the uh, in the first Spider Verse movie, but they also like catch you up to speed with like what's been going on with her and the whole separation, and we get her origin story too, which is um, yes the same pretty much as her comic counterpart where um she wasn't dating peter they were like best friends and the father is still captain stacy not played by dennis leary here um <laughs> weird was he the, the father in the first one or he was the father he was the father in the uh the amazing, the amazing Spider-Man. spider-man yeah yeah yeah. yeah 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 which was just weird like I'm a New York yeah. cop, but it's like, dude, you are a Boston cop, my friend. You know what I mean? <laughs> he migrated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he migrated. Um, but uh, yeah, he's basically like out for justice against Spider-Man or Spider-Woman rather. Mm-hmm. And um, Peter Parker wanted to be special like her. And he became that universe's version of the lizard. And she kills him at prom night. Um, I like how she basically shows up to prom dressed like Kristen Stewart does for like a cons red carpet. You know what I mean? The uh, 
teenage hot topic lesbian kind of look, you know, like the yeah, blazer. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I dig that vibe. I dig that vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's cool. And then she keeps on being a Spider-Man despite, you know, her dad being her number one enemy. Um, kind of the theme of this movie is like, the relationship parents, between father and, and child, yeah, right. Yeah, well, meet parents in general. Uh, Miles has both of his, and they're uh, worried and frustrated with him for a good chunk of this opening. Yeah, but like later on, we find out he's gonna like lose his father. She's scared she's gonna lose her father. The relationship with the father, like one of the things that's like interesting with like Peter Parker in the comics, was always like every father figure that Peter ever had other than uncle Ben was kind of one of his villains. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, Do you think Logan Roy would be a good green goblin? (laughs) Of course. Of course. Uh, Spoilers for the succession finale. He becomes a green goblin. Um, (laughs) What a twist that would be. Uh, Yep. Yep. And Kendall becomes uh, the Hobgoblin eventually or something like that. But he's on like a uh, flying snowboard, right? Like, uh, Yeah, yeah, Extreme Sports Goblin. Extreme Sports Goblin, yeah, yeah. Neo Goblin, I believe is what they call them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right on that. Yep. Uh, yep. I I definitely. Yeah. (laughs) I like how J. Jonah Jameson is always played by J.K. Simmons no matter what universe it is, too. Yeah, yeah, it works. It works. Yeah, it, it works really fucking well. Um yeah, the dad gets a call um that there's like a like a supervillain attacking the Guggenheim Museum. So Gwen Stacy shows up and it's the vulture, but he's like a Renaissance error. Like yeah, yeah, he, like a Da Vinci drawing of a, the vulture, whatnot. Eh. Looks like he's made on parchment paper. Yes, yes. Fucking rules. <laughs> Fucking indeed, rules, indeed. Yeah, and again, like that's new, right? Like that's mm-hmm. something we didn't see in the first Spider Verse movie. And I was trying to think back, like we we never got like that Spider. We never got that spider universe. You know what I mean? There was a Shakespeare spider universe in the Edge of Spider-Verse comic books. I don't know if you know about that. Um, and they kind of make I... a reference to it later on in the movie. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, Neil Gaiman's like, what was that, 1692? That's what I was thinking whenever I saw this guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, I love how, like, he's got like equations being written in like calligraphy around him and stuff too. (laughs) It's cool. It's cool. And again, like, I don't know what is what in terms of like, you know, we're like geeks about movies and how movies are made. Right. Oh yeah. yeah. Like how was this? Like the first one had a lot of pride or at least some proprietary, proprietary technology or whatnot that, they didn't hoard it afterwards, which I was surprised by. And I assume this one must have too, because I don't know how they did a lot of this. Granted, I, I've never animated anything. 
no. so much. Yeah, no. it's all witchcraft to me. Yeah. yeah, the only things I've ever animated are like stop motion. Like I make the RoboCop toy on my desk at the office. Like, oh yeah, I've made a few animated gifs, but yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah. it's not the same thing. It's like uh, take the Lord. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, but they use a mixed medium too. And I know that's something they did in the first one where they use traditional cell animation at various frame rates. So it looked like this Da Vinci drawing was like cell animation drawn on parchment paper or made to look like it was on parchment paper drawn with pen and ink. Right. Um, Mm -hmm then layered on top of like a CGI environment, but with watercolor backgrounds, like an old Disney movie. And they were all moving at different frame rates also. Yeah. It's a lot to accomplish. And just to think up how to (laughs) that, that like spoilers for my real thoughts on this. I still like the first movie more, but this movie was definitely better visually or more ambitious by a wide margin it's insane that's insane because the first one was such an accomplishment for the medium in general not just like the medium of like a comic book movie like (laughs) the medium of animation animation. yeah which like has existed before like motion picture cameras existed animation Mm -hmm. has existed long before that because people made flip books and figured out how to do it you know what i mean with primitive animation you know what i mean um and layering the various, uh, not only the various mediums on top of one another with computer-generated imagery, cell-based animation, hand-drawn animation, the watercolor stuff, um, eventually some live-action stuff like Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, um, but doing it at the various frame rates too where like the vulture guy might be moving at like 12 frames per second of film shot but the stuff behind him could be moving between 70 48 and like 24 and it's like it's a lot to take in dude it's a lot to fucking take in um our buddy our good friend uh fan favorite here on the podcast miguel o'hara spider-man 2099 making his uh his debut in the film pops in during this vulture fight what did you think of the animation for Miguel O'Hara? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I like his design more in the actual movie than I did in the trailer. I wasn't. I thought it was too bulky in the trailer. I wasn't. Same. I wasn't feeling it, and it kind of won me over. Uh, Same. Um, the Marvel twenty ninety nine comic book line was something I was so big on as like a little little kid. Mm-hmm. Um. I was six or seven when it came out. I vividly remember getting the first issue of uh, Spider-Man 2099 because it had that holofoil cover. Yeah, the, the red outline. Uh, yeah, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. metal interior. Um, I love how he looks in this movie. I like how kind of brooding and mean he is because like Miguel O'Hara is like, not a happy character. Um, I don't necessarily like the new storyline for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. One of my gripes with this movie is that I don't like that 
spider people are the villains, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't dig the, the logic that they came up with it for it is kind of threadbare a little bit, like where it's just certain people have to die for for or the, their universe will unwind or whatnot. They don't explain why that is or anything. It's just yeah, it's the needs the of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the trolley problem. I don't if you're familiar with that. The uh, mm-hmm. would you flip a switch and kill one person to save four? Yeah, uh, and yeah. for me, spider people should always fight to the last moment. Yeah. Not just kind of consign themselves to, well, my my father's going to die. Uh, yeah, <laughs> basically. Yes. Spider people save both. That's the end of yeah. that Sam Raimi and, uh, movie where they drop the train car or Mary yeah. Jane, and he's like, I'm going to do both of them, right? Yeah, or at least it has to be a last-ditch effort. Like, uh, spoilers for the PS4 Spider-Man game, but Aunt May dies, and it is one of those type of decisions where Spider-Man has to either save the city or save Ant Man. He has to make that hard choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Twenty ninety nine in the comic books is such a weird Spider-Man because like he wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider or anything. He's from like like a Blade Runner universe where <laughs> everything is run by like super corporations. Like it's like a very yeah. cyberpunk William Gibson style like universe. And he works for this like crazy pharmaceutical company called um, Alchemax, Alchemax, which was a, in the first movie. And, you know, it's in this one a lot, too. Um, but his boss at Alchemax gets him like addicted to like basically like pharmaceutical heroin right and uh he starts experimenting on himself to like kick it using like spider dna and then like becomes like a human spider vampire person with like blades coming out of his arms like this one came out in the 90s it's like it's not Spider-Man, you know what I mean? It's this yeah. cr- crazy vampire Spider-Man thing. Um, but it looks like Batman Beyond, but it was before Batman Beyond. Uh Yeah. Doom 2099 slapped. I don't know if you remember Doom 2099. I I do. It's supposed to still be like modern day Doom, right? Just in the future memory serves. And he takes over the world eventually. Yeah. yeah. He like wins in it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Which fucking... and spiky armor. This is the nineties. X Men 2099 was the one I read the most of. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't great. Like, I had a hard time understanding. I was so young that it was like, yeah, it's very. These characters crazy. aren't supposed to be like analogs for characters in the nineties or whatever. It's, like, they're all new characters. They're just mutants. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the big ones for mine were uh, I I got uh, Ravage. I don't know if you remember Ravage twenty ninety nine. Yes, I do. I do. I didn't read any of that one. I'll admit. Okay, I yeah. thought it was pretty cool. He had a big uh, laser gun and like a babe with uh, spiky hair. Uh, Stan Lee wrote that one, so it was like the first comic. Yeah, that he's written in a long time, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he wrote that in like a Silver Surfer book. Like and Surferella, right? No. Surferella, yeah, of course, of course. Down the line, that was much later. It's his final great yeah. achievement. Yeah, yeah. 
I never read any uh, Ghostwriter 2099. I probably should have. I bet that one would have worked very well. You know what I mean? I have an action figure of Ghostwriter 2099 sitting next to me right now. Because my cousin gave it to me. You lucky it is, bastard. It is adorable. It's, it's a adorable. Anyone with the oh. big heads. Yeah, yeah. What's, who, what kind is it? A big head, you said? It's some type of thing from a, like a board game. Oh, um, the hero clips? Uh, not one of those. It. It's about the same size, but it's like super deformed. Uh, <laughs> the uh, hero clips were funny because that was like the only way you could get like an Animal Man action figure or a Jack Knight <laughs> Carman action figure. Yeah, I have a box full of them. I, uh, yeah, same, 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 yeah. same. You remember yeah. what uh, Hulk 2099 looked like? He looked like crazy. Yes, yeah, yeah. He kind of reminds me of the Ultimate Universe where I, I didn't like the design. <laughs> Kind of reminds me of like Pit and the Max. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that's what was I going on. I can definitely see it with like Pit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. More yeah. animalistic, I guess. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. There was a Pit. Um, there was a Pit Hulk crossover book. Uh, that that the guy who who drew Pit actually did the art for. Um, not as good as you think it would be. You know what I mean. <laughs> Sounds like it would be perfect, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, I could see that. I, yeah. Uh... But I, I I, read the shit out of fucking Punisher 2099 and, uh, and, and Spider-Man 2099. I loved how Punisher 2099, like, the bottom of the skull on his, like, shirt, like, was basically his, like, cod piece. You know what I'm saying? Was... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was pretty funny. Big shoulder cool. pads on that one. Uh, Huge shoulder pads and like back mullet that like hung over. <laughs> I didn't realize you had a mullet. I, had, I don't think I picked you up any of that either. Uh-huh. Uh, and like red skull knee pads, which were pretty sweet, if you ask me. Um, mm. And also, uh, Jessica Jessica Drew comes into the story here, right? Um, yes. yes. Spider Woman. Uh, professionally pregnant in this universe, perhaps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Not anymore. After what it, you know what I mean. That after well, everything, I didn't think that. about that while we this movie was going on. She's pregnant in this movie. There's going to be action bits, and yeah, this baby's not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah. There's a part in like uh, Fast Five where Dom Toretto, like uh, Paul Walker's girlfriend, is like pregnant and like doesn't tell them, and like there's this huge action sequence, and they're jumping mm-hmm. off buildings and stuff, and like. That's when she's like, they get away and they're like, we got to go this way, this way. And she's like, I'm pregnant. And like, I remember seeing that in theaters and like me and my buddy were like, not anymore, bitch. Like, you know, I don't think so, man. I just like you fall off a yeah. fucking building. You know what there's I mean? A, there's a fair amount of child endangerment, whether you count fetuses as children or not. That's a huge yeah. debate. Uh, yeah, let's talk uh, about uh, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I uh where does I, life start Travis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I uh I don't much care. No. Yeah. Um Yeah, I uh Yeah, yeah. Just Hobo Spider-Man also has a baby in this one. Okay. Yes, yeah, I like Hobo Spider-Man though. Um mm-hmm. and I like Mayday Parker quite a bit. Uh kind of cool character, Spider-Girl from mm-hmm. the M2 universe, which is I think what that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I believe so with uh Juggernaut 2, uh, J2. Yeah, yeah, J2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, one. Uh, yeah, J2 Judgment Day. Um, 
Jessica Drew is a totally different character than she is in the comic books. In this one, she's a black pregnant woman who rides. She's like Misty Knight. Yeah, she rides a spider motorcycle. It's pretty fucking cool. She looks really cool. Um, Spider Woman in the comic books is like the daughter of a scientist who lived on Mount Wondergore, who got like experimented on by the high evolutionary. Yeah, and, yeah. like kind of has spider powers, but is also like a like venom blast and pheromones. I want to say it. It's not until the recent Spider Verse events. I don't think she really had much of anything to do with Spider Man <laughs> at all. Yeah, yeah. It agents of Shield, like it kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was like... But because Sony owns the rights to her, I'm assuming she'll have a much stronger link moving forward. Well, what I know Spider-Woman from most is, like, Jessica Drew is actually from X-Men comics uh, when Joss Whedon was doing the Astonishing X-Men and they established Mm -hmm. uh, S.W.O.R.D., right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And she was... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and she was like... Jessica Drew, agent of Sword, right? That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, she was in I, Hydra for a little while. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she's doing a lot. I've read the series where she was pregnant, and that was a pretty fun little read. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Armadillo, that villain was the uh, mm-hmm. uh, not the father, but helped raise it. Mm-hmm. How <laughs> yeah. do armadillos? Fuck, basically, is what I was going to ask. Like, do they have dicks that pop out their yeah. little shells? I, I They didn't cover it. I think it was just like a... Uh, I don't know if it was a full-on romance between them. Okay. And I don't think they ever say who the father is in the, in the run. It's not really all that important. Yeah. He comes out, he's got a big shell and like a big like <laughs> trunk nose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, Jessica Drew is a strange character. We actually spoke a little bit about her um, when we were doing our She-Hulk miniseries as that show was on Disney Plus because She-Hulk as a character was essentially created so Marvel could retain the rights to a potential female Hulk spinoff, right? Um, Because The Incredible Hulk was such a gigantic show for... CBS or NBC at the time, like Universal or Viacom, uh, which wasn't owned by Marvel. So they were worried that because the creator of that show had such a huge success with spitting off a uh, $6 million man into the bionic woman, that the natural succession would be let's spin off uh, She-Hulk a Hulk into like a female Hulk show. And yeah. then if they did that, they would lose the rights to any female Hulk. Um, so they thought, okay, we should start making girl versions of our characters. Um, and they made spider woman, but they, it's the weirdest character it has nothing to do with Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, but she yeah. was cool. This action yeah, series back in the day. Like they, way did. Back. they did. Yeah, yeah. They did. They did. They did. And uh, I think there was like a, uh, like a cool, like motion comic thing. Um, there Black. was. I want to say it was uh, around the same time they adapted a Black Panther comic and that uh, astonishing X Men run mm-hmm. of uh, Joss Whedon's. And I think the Warren Ellis uh, extremis extremis. Yes. Yeah, I do think it was in there too. Yeah, they used to be on like Netflix streaming, like when Netflix streaming was like brand new. 
And I remember like it was like that or you could watch like the ultimates and like that was like all the superhero content <laughs> they had on there at the time, yeah. you know, a simpler day when Netflix streaming was basically like the office and Italian horror movies. You know what I mean? Um, Some might say a better time. No. <laughs> I, I loved it. I was using my downstairs neighbor's uh, Wi-Fi connection, so I never paid for Internet. It was sick. I lived in like an apartment building. <laughs> It was mm. awesome. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Um, I like this action sequence with the vulture. And as they're going around fighting him throughout the Guggenheim, essentially they explain that they're part of some like spider society um, that's here to protect the multiverse from like. Yeah, it's like, a spider TBA. It's- Yes. What it winds up being. Yes. Where there are these. Yeah. Yeah. If there's like an anomaly from a different multiverse, uh, because there was like residual spinoff from the events of the first into the Spider-Verse film when they exploded that uh, collider or whatever. So there are some of these like loose variants just popping up. Um, They have to protect them before that universe explodes or whatever happens um pretty cool right um after the big fight sequence is over gwen stacy's dad basically gets spider woman like dead to rights and she reveals her mask and instead of the dad being like oh my god it's my daughter he's like i gotta take you in i'm a cop before i'm a dad yeah it's it's weird yeah yeah, it's very weird. So she's basically like, "Okay, fuck you, Dad. I'm going with, uh, <laughs> I'm going with Spiderman 2099 and the pregnant ACAB, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, ACAB. All cops are uh, Boba Fett. Um, and then the title starts, and then the credits start. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy and bold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, kind of crazy and bold. Yeah. I was, wasn't expecting to get so much with Gwen Stacy and not right at the beginning. Uh, it It's kind of equal parts her movie almost. Uh, Which is cool, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's firmly made it to where I'll never be able to afford either of their first appearances. <laughs> I should have picked it up like in 2019 when they were both like 40 bucks. Yeah. Now they're impossible. You might be lucky because I might have two of the ultimate fallout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have all these characters first appearances and it mm-hmm. astonishes me that they're as popular as they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, just like I literally watched it skyrocket instead of a month from like, oh, 40 bucks for first Prince of miles to, mm-hmm. oh, this is $800 now. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. Happy I'm not doing drugs anymore, my friend. I'm gonna hold on to those <laughs> things. <laughs> oh, but yeah, yeah. Um if I'm going to buy something for hundreds of dollars with comics, it's going to be an older point typically. Oh, hundred percent. I found yeah, some yeah. old Fantastic Fours I got for like two bucks the other day. Like nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I got one right here. I got a Fantastic Four number thirty one. Got it for two bucks. No, yeah, sweet cover. Oh, sweet cover. Doom lurching over. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, sweet MF Doom uh, homage. Um. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's very similar. Pay tribute to the uh, the lead Emma yeah, 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 yeah. The lead great mask villain himself, um, the vaude villain. Um, yeah, I was reading Ultimate Spider-Man, like up until Peter died, and then they had the first. And, and I was you're re- all not my Spider-Man. <laughs> not even, dude, because I was reading Hitch and Millar's Ultimates, and oh, yeah. that's when they did the crossover where there was no Spider-Man, and that's where Miles first appeared. That was before, like they. They, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. He got introduced in in the ultimate um, crossover event, Fallout. Yeah, um, the uh, the Spider Man series is the only ultimate uh, series that I, I read any of, and I pretty much just picked it up after fucking Peter had died. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You guys are familiarize myself with the new Spider Man. Um, the. Malar Hitch Ultimates didn't age well. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with some of the happenings in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the blob eating the wasp and and that. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah. Uh, him uh, growing really big and abusing his wife with uh, like a fly swatter. Do you know about that? <laughs> and like calling her a whore for fucking yeah, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, wasn't familiar with that particular scene, yeah. but yeah, there's Cap- a, a lot of like edgelord nonsense. It, it, yeah, yeah. Then Captain America comes in and like beats the shit out of him and like ties him up into a chair, and then like the wasp starts making out with Captain America in front and like basically cucks uh, Hank. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy, and like uh, I think Betty Ross at one point because she's like a celebrity, she's like dating like. Um, the lead singer of Sugar Ray or something like whoever was like, like, you know what I mean? Like some, some like lead singer, like lead singer of like Nickelback or something. Like it's fucking so stupid. Um, It hasn't aged well, but at the time when I was like in high school, I thought it was pretty cool. Like, you know what I mean? And it was different, you know? Well, I mean, with the the ultimate universe, the idea of introducing new readers to characters, like a good starting point for them. And, the idea of a universe where death can stay dead, like that, I could see that being appealing. It was, and some of the stuff was neat, like, and again, a lot of it, like most of it, for, especially for the first like phase one through halfway through phase two of the actual MCU proper. That's where most of that came from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Granted, it was a little like sugar coated and not as edge lordy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But but a lot of the movie stuff came from there, uh, design wise especially, and um, it was supposed to be like totally realistic and like grounded in like the real <laughs> world and stuff like that, which was funny because do you know about like the Thor thing in the Ultimates for like the first twenty to twenty five issues where like he's just kind of this jacked guy who says he's a god, but everyone's like. I think he's just like a hippie activist. Do you know about that? No, 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 I'm not familiar. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. Like Asgard hasn't like been a proven thing. So they were so grounded in reality that they're like, no, you're not. You're just some tree hugger, some like hot tree hugger. Like, yeah, you know, until he, and I think, I don't even know if they like proved that Asgard was real or not. You know, it was neat. It was neat. (laughs) And eventually like we got a really good villain with uh, their, version of reed richards like the thinker right yeah yeah. i was a maker the maker great yeah, yeah great bad guy great bad guy um 
Yeah. Uh, Miles Morales being introduced, Earth uh, 1610, which actually is the... I, that's another thing where I was like, this shit's like going over the whole audience's head, but like as a comic book reader... <laughs> you just I'm, throwing a bunch of numbers at you. Yeah. Dude, yeah. as a comic book reader, you're like, awesome. Like, you feel right at home in this... In this yeah, movie. this movie also does... It refers to the MCU as its proper designation, uh, Earth one nine 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 nine, whatever the fuck, and mm-hmm. uh, not six one six, which is the mainline comic. Yeah, something that we complained a lot about during the Doctor Strange podcast. Yeah, yeah, Universe of Madness, um, which they acknowledge the existence of the MCU actually in that first fight sequence, like mm-hmm. Miguel O'Hara's, like this is a bigger shit show than that time Doctor Strange and that idiot Spider Man, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I mean, we can theorize more on like how much this takes place, <laughs> but then a little bit later on, um, we meet uh Spot, our our main bad guy in the uh, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, allegedly. Who was playing him? Yeah. Oh, it's Jason Schwartzman, actually. Okay, that's what I thought. Like, I uh, I didn't uh wasn't sure like ahead of time or whatever but yeah i thought it sounded like him yeah and uh, he, he was fun in this movie he was fun and and spot <laughs> you, you know about spot like he's been around for a while dude yeah, he's uh, one of the few people that gets punched in the uh, 90s animated series oh really yeah yeah uh i want to say it's just like one, him and one other guy <laughs> they weren't allowed to show people getting punched no no that's so weird that show is so <laughs> weird like um, I know we've talked about it before, but um, Enemy of the Podcast uh, movie, which shall not be named, starring Enemy of the Podcast about a living vampire. Um, yes. He appears in the Spider-Man animated series. Yeah, and we yeah. To- the episodes with all of that are insane, how much they cram into 20 minutes. It's- he, he has Good. he has hand... So he has oh, yeah, little, yeah. little suckers on his hand um, instead of being a vampire where he's got little suckers on his hand and it's creepy. It's a creepier notion. And- yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, the masturbatory uh, uh, implications <laughs> of it are, are endless. Are endless. Yeah. Vampire Hunter D, he has a, a hand on his, or a face on his hand, rather. I, I, Imagine Whoa. it has similar applications. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. That's like yeah. every 14-year-old boy's dreams. <laughs> I could suck my own dick. It's not gay. It's not even him. It's like a parasite. The shit talks him. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a little basket. Uh, it's like getting a blowjob from basket case. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, Yes, yes. Something uh, I never thought I would say. Frank Cannon Lauder uh, film. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not the basket case. I actually get blowjobs. He lives down the block. You know what I mean? <laughs> never leaves her house. <laughs> uh, this spot's been around for a while, man. He was introduced in uh, in the eighties. Um, very kind of similar origin as to here without the alchemic stuff where he was a well, scientist, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I was saying, did you note uh, the bagel guy in the first movie? I did note the bagel guy in the first movie. Yeah, he has like a specific bagel sound effect. This is a nice little retcon. Mm-hmm. Also, the second multiverse movie in the past uh, two years to have a lot to do with bagels being the reason for everything. 
What was the other one? I, the other I'm one was the fucking one that won all the fucking Academy Awards with the bad name. Everything, everywhere, all at once. It was oh, all yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're completely correct. All about that bagel, baby. As a New Yorker, I I, I get it. You know what I mean? Um, weird villain, cool animation potential. I really like how, like, I, I like Spot as a illustrator because he's very easy to draw because uh, you don't have to draw a face. <laughs> you know? Draw random dots on him. Yeah. 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 Uh, but you do have to do the pencil of where like his neck would be and where his yeah, chin would and his be. disguise as he comes in to this uh, fucking gas station. Oh yeah, or whatever like he says. The turtle, yeah, the bodega, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, um, I I really dug that and I liked how the animation and the 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 depiction of them still had like the pencil markings from the animator kind of on them like you know what i mean it was cool like as someone who's fucked with blue pencils a lot over the past year it was fun to see you know what i mean uh spots always kind of been a joke villain despite his powers being pretty fucking cool right like he's got the who frame roger rabbit powers um but he's always been a joke villain do you know about the legion of losers that he started no, no, I am not familiar. Yeah, it, it's basically like it's it's almost like that She Hulk episode with the AA meeting. Uh, yeah, lot, yeah, I, I figured, I figured. Yeah, uh, a lot of those characters, like armadillos in it, man bulls in it, mm-hmm. like guys like like a lot of like C and D list, like Daredevil and guys we like, like Stiltman, are probably in Big there. Big Will and yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Um, this fight sequence is really cool because it's very Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like as he punches things, like the hand pops out somewhere else, stuff like that. And he has a fight sequence while his parents are waiting for him at the guidance counselor's counselor uh, office. But it, it's a fun scene, man. The animation's really cool and kind of just further proving that like comic book stuff almost translates best to this medium if you want it to look like a comic book and feel like a comic book. Right? Yeah, I mean, when he's trying to stop that fucking ATM machine down <laughs> one of his holes, it's just, yeah. you have a harder time in live action. As someone with a lot of history with ATMs, uh, you just did it. A lot of people say ATM machine, but the M does stand for machine. And I was like, hell yeah, because I used to say that to people all the time. Someone used to fuck with ATM machines a lot. So ATMs, uh, like, Jesus, I, yeah, just yeah. Did it. I just did it. Um, yeah. Um, Miles narration taking over the story like they did this with the first movie too where it's like I'm Miles Morales and I am Spider-Man but this time it's shown in like his graffiti art um, which mm-hmm. again pretty neat and the best bit out of it was like I made some mistakes and it shows like a baby powder ad and it says like with great powder comes great responsibility and that made me laugh pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, all the, all the various apology tours he had to go on. Yeah, then I apologized yeah. again. You know, I got a new costume and I apologized again. Um, That's pretty accurate to how a lot of people react to comic changes or costume changes in comics. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, he misses his spider friends. That's basically what you get from his little narration. Yeah. Uh, his dad and him kind of continue the fight um, before Spot, like, kind of gets, like, sucked into himself and disappears, like, at the Alchemex facility. Pretty, mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. How do you feel about the parents in this one? 
uh, I, I like the parents. Um, I could have gone for more of them just being friendly and likable. We spent a lot of time, like 20 minutes on them scolding Miles. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, he's like a 15, 16 year old kid who's like constantly missing running around Brooklyn. Yes, yeah, like, yeah. like you would get pissed at that kid all the time. Like, like, oh, yes, I don't need yes. to tell you where, where I am. It's like, yes, you do. You live in fucking New York City. You have to tell me where you are at all times. Like, when I text you, you, you text me back. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. When I text you, you text me back. So, like, it's it's fucking... I, I don't know. I'm not a parent. Um, <laughs> but I do have, like, an overprotective one still as, like, a 37-year-old man where the least I can do sometimes is just text my mom back. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's all it takes. I tell my little sister this all the time. Like, just text your fucking mom back. It's so easy. It takes twenty seconds. It makes her fucking day. You know what I mean? Um, Spot runs through his his origin story too towards the end of the fight, where like again we kind of mentioned it. He was the bagel guy from the first one during the Doctor Octopus fight scene at Alchemex, yeah. uh, where Peter threw the bagel at him and. Um, he was the only one in the room when the collider went off and it like turned him into this freak who can like suck himself into like make portals. Um, the spot verse rules like really fucking rules. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Whenever he goes to the, the black and white, like sketchy looking art. Yeah. It's fucking yeah. awesome. And then like he jumps through each of his portals and realizes he can like go into different universes and like one of them is like the golden age universe and it's awesome <laughs> yeah and then there's the uh the lego universe which was hilarious got big laughs in my audience uh my audience did not laugh at a single thing the entire film well yeah the, there's the, only about 10 of us though so that's, okay okay well, i was a yeah. packed house today and uh not the biggest laugh in the audience but the biggest cheer from me was uh when he popped up in Mrs. Chan's uh, bodega oh, yeah. from the Venomverse, yeah. bro. Yeah. I was happy to see her back. I'm a huge fan of that lady, as you know, from the... the no Tom Hardy in this at all, was there? No. They probably couldn't afford Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's probably right, yeah. They could have just asked me to go, Eddie, you know what I mean, or something like... Yeah. I wouldn't have minded it, you know? I could use the extra money. Um yeah so what's up uh miles dad has that like promotion party because he's going to become a captain um his parents are pretty pissed because miles is running late but we get this like like cool montage of like miles being spider-man running late trying to get like a cake made and he gets like all this nice shit written for his father so much that it like takes two cakes but like he's got to fight all these bad guys and one of them is the armadillo uh yes yes yep 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 which was pretty cool um and i like the bit by like the time he gets there like one of the funnier bits in the movie is like he had all this sweet shit written on the cakes and when he opens them up he's like look at all the kind words that i got for you and it opens it up and it just spells like i'm not proud of you or something like that <laughs> yeah 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 it's a good bit i almost got upset as a new york nick fan and like somebody who hates the brooklyn nets before i forgot that it's like a different universe because he's got uh 
blue and orange jersey on and i was like all right miles from brooklyn but still a knicks fan cool like a real new yorker i'm proud of him not caving to the the lame ass mickey mouse brooklyn nets the new franchise i i don't know how anyone's a fan of that franchise um and then he like takes it off and it it's a knicks jersey but it says brooklyn 42 on it and i was like what the fuck it's a nets jersey with knicks colors then i remembered it's a different universe so maybe the next play at the barclay center or something along those lines so i forgave it um yeah miles gets grounded and gets sent to his room um and gwen shows up and i couldn't not think about how if you were a teenager and the girl you liked popped through a portal while you were jerking off looking at picture of her uh could go either way i suppose right yeah 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 it could go either way it could go either way but like if you're alone in your room and you're like 15 you know what i'm saying like that there's like a 50 percent chance that that could have been what's going on very wrong yeah very very wrong knock first knock first you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah, Gwen shows. Spasm, but... <laughs> yeah, this this is how the first one ended, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Kind of, yeah. A little bit of a recon, maybe, but yeah. Different song, different song. <laughs> different music. This was the new hit single, I guess, for the uh, the movie by Metro Boomin. The first one was like Post Malone or something. I don't know. It was that Sunflower song, but which I kind of liked. I kind of liked that song. It got stuck in my head by the end of that first movie i like all the music in this movie especially the uh 2099 stuff where it's like really synth heavy it's neat yeah yeah it's cool yeah so gwen shows up explains like she's been working for this spider society blah 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 and they go swinging around the city um in a really cool looking sequence again stuff i'm gonna sound like a broken record for saying but if you want to make a comic book movie look like a fucking comic book, this is the way to do it, right? Like the animation lends itself so well to the adaptation. Um, there's a really like that scene where they're at the Williamsburg bank and they're like hanging upside down. I just think like visually it like looks so fucking cool. Right. Um, I'm not familiar with the bank. <laughs> it was the building that they were sitting on as they were talking, and they were like upside down. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, hair was up. yeah, 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 yeah. It just looked really cool. Like that was a cool scene, and like the camera like moving with her as she like walked through the thing, like the camera like staying with it. It yeah, it's cool fucking shot. Stuff you would do if you were a spider person. Stuff you would do with a spider person, and stuff you would panels you would show if you were drawing spider people yeah fucking neat shit dude um so what's she doing she's doing recon for spot because he's being like an anomaly thing and she dips and something i forgot and i always forget about miles morales is that like he's got invisibility powers right yes yes he uh has a lot more powers than peter barger (laughs) Yeah, does he have anything other than the electrical shit and and the invisibility? It's two more powers than he has, and he has fire sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, I mentioned that because the Miles Morales game, he's a lot more fun to play as, kind of where he's able to do so much more. <laughs> yeah, more, uh, yeah, you yeah. can force lightning people with him. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Um. 
she has like this little recorder that shows like what spot was up to and he was like reconnecting himself to some sort of nuclear blah 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 so he can get his spot powers back and <laughs> basically he gets away so she's got to go chase him through the multiverse and the portal opens up and uh some good framing where it almost looked like the Kirsten Dunn's Toby kiss, right? Where he was hanging upside down. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he chases her through the portal and they pop out in like Bollywood world pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Fucking look cool, man. What what was it called? Mumbatan? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I like the design for, uh, Indian Spider-Man. I, yeah. I don't know what the official name is, but Paviter or something, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's an improvement of the comic version, which I have seen, and yeah, the comic version stylish, a lot, lot more stylish. Yeah, the comic book version is very like just plain clothes, kinda right. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't really stand out as particular yeah no this is really flashy and the world itself is really flashy like it doesn't look like a bollywood movie but it looks like a bollywood poster you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i also like how indian spider-man's webs have that cool like i don't even know what it's called you know the the little like juggling thing on it and he throws it out you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the bangle yeah the bangle yeah, is yeah. that what it is? It's a bangle. I think so. I think so. Uh, there may be one other thing I'm I'm forgetting, and I don't know the name of. But yeah, we got bangles on the mind with uh, the Kamala Khan episode. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, this world is fucking cool, and this Spider-Man has been so new to being Spider-Man that nothing bad has happened to him yet. He's basically <laughs> like the only Spider-Man who's like, yeah, yeah. you know, Important I turn plot detail important plot detail he's like my life is pretty good i got a great girlfriend and her dad's the police chief and everything's going swell i've only been spider-man for three months um until the three of them chase down spot to that universe's version of alchemax for the super collider where like miles attempts to use his electrical powers this is the point in the story where i remembered miles also has electrocution powers (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh before being interrupted by Spider Punk, which is the best animation in the movie, filled with great animation, in my opinion. Well, the way he keeps his like background around him at all times, where it's uh, separate from the universe he's in, kind of, where it's just a part of him. And it looks standing like out. Yeah, it looks like um collage art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the. It's very uh, well done. I uh, an issue with Stryker in that the the audio on this, or the 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 voices, I couldn't hear as well. Like I missed some of uh, Gwen's dialogue in the beginning, and Spider Punk, Holby Brown, I heard almost nothing of him until the very end. Like one line when he was leaving. If it makes you feel any better, it was absolute gibberish, everything that he was saying. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Hobie Brown, that is the original Prowler in the comics, if memory serves. That is the original Prowler in the comics. Memory serves correctly. Um, mm. I don't know if he has a name in. Oh, he does. Hobart Brown. I'm looking at his wiki now. Uh, Spider Punk seemed like a dumb gimmick. I 
was kind of... He doesn't like being called Spider-Punk in the comics, but I've I'm, I'm read it. <laughs> he doesn't like labels. He doesn't like yeah, labels. Well, he, yeah. he, he is Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh... I saw Spider-Punk announced and the cynic in me thought, fuck Disney saying punk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course. It's fucking lame. It's like that time I saw Cruella and they like put a fucking Iggy Pop song in it. I was like, fuck this. You know what I mean? Like, good for Iggy Pop getting a payday, but like, this is fucking stupid. Um, And then I went to my local comic book store, Androids Amazing Comics in Sayville, New York, and picked the issue up just to browse through it and hopefully make fun of it. Actually, the owner of that store, um, my buddy Anthony, uh, one of the big things we have in common is like talking about the misfits and no effects. You know what I mean? Like that's like, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, like we saw like the misfits together and shit. You know what I mean? I didn't know you were a no effects fan. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah, a whole bunch. Yeah. Big, oh, not anymore, huh? <laughs> um, well, I don't like listen. I'm not gonna like oh, put on yeah. like punk and yeah. public. You know what I mean? Because yeah. like, I'm an adult. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in high school, I did like uh, no effects quite a bit. Um. Mm. Started as a way to get laid, I believe. Uh, one of the girls I had a crush on, like the No Effects. Most noble of houses, yes. Yes, yes. So I went to go see uh, Rancid and No Effects with her at Irving Plaza and uh, was like, yeah, this is pretty fun. You know what I mean? This is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They played The Decline at that show. It was a big deal for some of the people in attendance. Um, I had a good time. Um, I saw Fat Mike uh, stick cocaine up his butthole. Uh the early yes, 2000s yeah the early 2000s were a great time you know what i mean um but no when i picked up spider punk and walked over to anthony prepared for us to both tear it to shreds because there was like a misfits <laughs> uh reference on the cover mm-hmm. we were both pleasantly surprised it kind of was awesome uh olivier copel does the art for it uh who like i'm kind of a fan of and uh the aesthetic is really cool, and I think his animation in the film, like, you know, we've talked a lot about how this movie does a really good job with, like, whatever universe these things are a part of has that distinct animation style. The way yeah. Olivia Coppell's art doesn't look like Robbie Rodriguez's art, doesn't look like fucking John Romita Jr.'s art, doesn't look like Mark Bagley's art, like, all these names I'm just throwing out there, like an elitist yeah. asshole. They all look different. And it usually, like, you know, we complain about the Marvel Cinematic Universe because everything looks exactly the fucking same all the fucking time mm-hmm. in it. And sometimes it doesn't even look good. It just looks like a bunch of gibberish, you know? Um, this is like gobbledygook. And this is like, no, this is like pure creativity um, on multiple levels, working at the same time on the same panel on the screen it's fucking neat as fucking hell um and i thought spider punk was cool and spider punk is fucking gwen stacy in this uh pretty much right that's like you're just friends i i believe them (laughs) she's leaving her sweaters at his house yeah yeah they they had a sleepover you never had a sleepover with any of your friends without fucking them not when i was 16 with the girl (laughs) do you know what i'm saying oh of course yeah yeah there may yeah. be something going on there. Maybe yeah, yeah. there's a lot of allusions yeah. to it. Oh, you know the yeah, yeah. Uh, Indian Peter Parker. You know who uh, who played him, by the way. No, no, I'm not sure. It was the uh, the cab driver guy from the Deadpool movies. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, uh, Joe Pender, the uh, guy played mm-hmm. him. Yep, it was that guy. Which is fun. 
Good for him. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Make that money. Um, during this whole sequence, Miles gets this like really cool looking black and white uh, vision that looked like hand drawn of his father's death at the hands of Spot. Um, you know, just like a real quick like flash. Yeah. Uh, before the Alchemic Super Collider like fucking blows up and the city is in peril. And in the midst of it, um, the Indian Bollywood Spider-Man has to do the classic Spider-Man dilemma where his Gwen Stacy is falling off of a bridge and he's got to save her, but her father is also like getting attacked by Spot and has like rubble falling on him and he can't save both. So Miles valiantly uh, swings in and rescues the dad. Um, And then all their wristbands go off and say like, you just fucked up a cannon event, which I thought was like kind of on the nose calling it a cannon yes. event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit. I'm not going to fault it too much for it, but yeah. No, because that's kind of cool. Like, that, that's the kind of thing that's like kind of cool where like you have Spider-Man being like, no, this is the Spider-Man cannon until Mephesto like uses magic or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then it's not, but then like we'll wreck on it later down the road, like, and you know, is it better than Nexus event? You think? Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. If, it's more honest, I guess. It's more honest. It's more straightforward. I don't know if calling something a canon event in live action would work because those movies make <laughs> themselves fuck all hopelessly serious. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, Sergeant Stacy was supposed to die. And Miles prevented him from fucking dying. Um, so they go back to Nueva York, uh, which is the home of uh, Spider-Man 2099. Um, and we see basically like spider society where it's a, this is the part where again, like if I saw this movie three times for the show where I got this thing on, um, like blu-ray or digital i would crack out here man like i would fucking crack out here you know yeah i was kind of cracking out in the theater you know and like so much to take in i mean they're even like the ps4 spider-man is in this movie somewhere i didn't spot him but i know he's in there somewhere (laughs) all the skins all the skins from the ps4 oh i'm sure yeah yeah Every single one of them. Uh, uh, one surprising omission uh, for me is there's no silk at all. I don't know if they and they have a, a TV show with her coming, so I don't know. Uh, they've had a TV show with her coming, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, it's coming. Yeah, about ten years from now. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't we'll Amazon see. Prime own the rights to silk for some reason? Uh, that's who's going to be releasing it allegedly. Yeah, because Sony doesn't have their own streaming service, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know, like, there was Spider, like, what's his name? The P-Rex, you know, the Peter Parker T-Rex was in there. Yes, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? The gunslinging Spider-Man was in there. The Jonah Hex Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Yeah, 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 yeah. Spider-Cat ruled in this because it was like a live action cat face pretty much it was so yeah. cool can't um, do that in live action ever. <laughs> no can't do any of this in live action man 
Not in the way they did it, at least. Huh? No. And and before we went on the air, you know, we were talking about some of the gripes uh, that we had with this um, movie, which, again, don't have many. But yeah, yeah. one of the things I love now as an adult about Spider-Man 2099, realizing, like, yeah, it was a marketing gimmick for kids during the <laughs> extreme 90s. But... I am very partial to the William Gibson, Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, cyberpunk aesthetic where there are these shithole futuristic wastelands where the sun never comes up and everything is a metropolis, but it's overrun by corporations. Um, Mm -hmm. And this 2099 universe is this like pristine kind of futuristic society you know what i'm saying yeah yeah like where i i really wanted like a dystopian hellscape that's like maybe like, this is a different 2099 entirely maybe Alter- they both exist just the spider-verse right yeah the spider-verse maybe doom hasn't gotten his grubby his grubby hands on it yet <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah. do you want to talk about ben riley at this point do i yes. want to talk about ben riley i've been waiting to talk about Ben Riley, I like that he's animated different. Uh, well, it, I know we've already talked about that a little bit, but like he looks hand drawn, kind of. He looks like a 1990s extreme yes. fucking comic book, dude. It's so fucking cool. The bit where he talks about his musculature or whatever—it's fucking ridiculous and funny. Uh, it's so funny, and and. when he's introduced he's just leaning against the column and he's like the pain my memories you know (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, Uh, Andy Sandberg voiced them did you know that uh, I saw that shortly before we started recording Uh, yeah that's fun it is so fun and he's so gritty and he's so extreme and he's got the fucking cut off denim jacket vest. Yeah, uh, it it's very nineties, but it still kind of looks cool. So much cross hatching going on. You know, every yeah, yeah. single wrinkle in that thing has a million little tiny lines sticking out of it. And they don't move when he moves, they all stay in the same place, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's a point in it where he like lands on a roof and he's like cool pose look down the alley (laughs) like and he's just like (laughs) like do something neat you know it's it's awesome and uh for the listeners at home who aren't familiar with ben riley boy oh boy did ben riley get some fucking old boomers upset back in the day um probably more than any other character when something happens big to Spider-Man's continuity, readers who are that's not my Peter Parker get so fucking mad. To this day, now like me, millennial age, like we're what the boomers were when Ben Riley came out. You know what I mean? And it's like that's not the John Romita Senior, or that's yeah. not you know. Um, so in the nineties, at the peak of the uh, let's shake up the status quo to sell comic books as like gimmicks. The death of Superman, breaking Batman's back. The big one for Spider-Man was the Clone Saga, where it, we found out that back in the 80s, uh, the supervillain known as the Jackal 
had um, grown a bunch of clones uh, using Peter Parker's DNA um, to like have a spider army, right? Mm-hmm. And it was possible that one of those clones had actually replaced Peter Parker for several years within the continuity of Marvel comics uh, without the other one knowing. So, you know, readers were told basically in like 1995 or six or whatever, and four actually is when it started. It lasted two and a half years. It just never ended Um, (laughs) that uh, Peter Parker for the past 15 years had not actually been Peter Parker. He was this dude named Ben Riley. And Mm -hmm. That really got some people fucking pissed off. So they decided to change it really quickly and establish Ben Riley as his own character throughout the clone saga, kind of as like a foe for a little while of uh, Peter Parker. And he adopted a very gritty, ridiculous costume with like ankle cuffs um, and almost like he he was all red, but he was kind of like carnage like where he was like really shadowed in, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, he had spiky eyes instead of like the rounder eyes. Um, I don't necessarily remember that shit fondly. I remember buying Clone Saga for a while, like as a kid. That like, was kind of my checkout point of yep. Spider-Man for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was yeah. for a lot of people, man. It was for like a lot of people. Like that was the checkout point. And then like for people our age, and then they kind of came back in after Civil War when everyone knew Peter Parker was Spider-Man, right? Yeah. Um, But that being said, I would be a liar if I didn't think Ben Riley, maybe one of the coolest Spider-Man look-wise, aesthetically, ever. It's a cool costume. It's a fucking cool costume, man. It's a cool costume. And like, I've stopped caring about what people think about me saying like, I'm a fan of like Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane and these kinds of artists. You know what I mean? I've decided to technically as (laughs) uh, proficient and and nuanced. They're finger on the pulse of what was cool at one point. And it's cool. And it's still like kind of cool. Like it's it's it. crazy looking. Like it is crazy looking. Um and I dig it. You know what I mean? I, I fucking dig it. And I was happy to see my boy uh Ben Riley get mm-hmm. some like a really cool, funny adaptation of it. Um I uh we- is there anything else you want to say about Ben Riley? Or I mentioned one more Spider-Man. I was very happy to see Okay. Spectacular Spider-Man, the animated series. Not the 90s one, but a uh, prematurely canceled one that was pretty sweet. The one where they went to the uh, the planet with the dino men? Is that the no, one? No, no, yeah, that I is, know, uh, I know, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that one. I like. I, I think he was that. in here too, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I guarantee he was. Spider-Man and his amazing friends were in there. Oh, okay, I didn't see them. I didn't see the 90s one at all either, mm-hmm. which was surprising. Mm-hmm. But this is two-parter. Uh, so. This is a two-parter. We got time. We got time. Hopefully when he pops up that great uh, voice box theme song will play. You know, when it was like Spider-Man. Like yeah, with yeah, the robot yeah. Voice. Very uh, digitized uh, nonsense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not Peter Frampton, like an old computer saying it, kind of. You know what I mean? 
Um, we also get the return of uh, Peter B. Parker, the bummy Spider-Man who served as his uh, kind of mentor in the first film. Uh, he comes in in like a bathrobe with a, uh, what are those things called? Not a bunion. What are those things called where they hold babies? I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. I, uh, yeah, I don't, know. I, don't, I don't hold babies ever. Yeah. No, no, it terrifies me. Just looking at babies terrifies me. Just keep them me. away from me. Uh, yeah, keep them away from me. Yeah. Uh, I get hungry easily. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Peter. We, uh, what's that? We didn't talk about the uh, the alternate villains either. Yeah, I don't think. No, we didn't talk about the ultimate villains. And yeah, that was kind I of kind of where missed was like, some of those. Uh, where that's something I was very tired, apparently, walking into this uh, movie and didn't realize it until I sat down. But yeah. It yeah. was funny. He's like, they're like boring looking rhino, cool looking Craven. And they're like, and that's a prowler. And it's just Donald Glover from the Spider-Man homecoming who yeah. was Miles uncle. Like it was that character in that. And there was that theory, like, will Miles Morales be able to pop up and be introduced with Donald Glover playing the prowler? And this like kind of confirmed that, right? A little bit. Yeah. In some universe, it happened. And they you know, like the little costume they gave him. It was nice seeing him in a costume and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned his nephew in Spider-Man: Homecoming. Also, he did. He did. Or in a deleted scene. Well, no, there was a deleted scene that made it longer, more pronounced. But yeah, they yeah. just mentioned it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he gets like a phone call. He's like, I gotta go pick up my cousin or or my nephew or something. Along my nephew lines. lives in this neighborhood or something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is cool. Which is cool. Like, and Donald Glover, I like Donald Glover still. You know what I mean? I do too. Is yeah. there a reason we shouldn't? Yeah. No, I, I have no idea. I just think people probably... <laughs> you know, got... He said it sounded like, yeah, he's a monster, but... He... <laughs> no, but like, Donald Glover, like, I could see people being like, uh, tired of his bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, he's artsy-fartsy and changes oh, yeah. his thing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I could see again old for some people, but I think that guy's like a genuine fucking star. Like, mm-hmm. the staying power. You know, he's like a real deal talent. Who, It's kind of unfair. He can like, do everything really well all the time. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. He's a performer. Um, yeah, he's a performer. Um Peter B. Parker had a baby. Uh what's her name? Mayday Parker. Mayday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who also has spider powers and he made her a spider a web slinger, which is pretty funny, and she's cute. That was cute. And intentionally takes her on missions. Yep, but and intentionally takes her on missions like a bad parent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shaking yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Even if the villain doesn't smash her, it's like there's you're shaking this baby around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's got spider strength. Resilience. Um, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they go into the uh, Miguel O'Hara's like spider cave. I loved the bit where like he's in his like bat cave thing and it's lowering and it's taking so long and it's like. Yeah, that's like his thing. It just takes forever. You know what I mean? Like it's going down. <laughs> that was a funny bet. Uh, but but Spider-Man 2099 explains how like each Spider-Man story contains like a canon event, like such as the death of like a police captain or a girlfriend or something along mm-hmm. those lines, and that straying from those events will threaten the fabric of of the multiverse. Um and they all have labels. Did you catch the label for the death of the police captain, by the way? No, no, you're not. Oh, I like turned to my buddy and was like, oh, 
I know what that means. Um, oh, you said, the, the number? Yeah, it was ASM 90 is what they called it. Oh, I was thinking it was 129. Never mind, never mind. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, I assume the death of uh, Captain Stacy, right? 100%. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's because it's Amazing Spider-Man number nine. Like, I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking this guy now. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, we've joked how they're making this Madam Web movie. <laughs> yeah, I was expecting you to see her in here somewhere because this is where she would probably pop up, right? Okay, so we didn't have Madam Web pop up, but... Whenever we bring up in the news segment that they're making this <laughs> Madam Web film, there's there's like one of two things that we talk about. There's either Sydney Sweeney is in it, and I'm excited about seeing Sydney Sweeney, or yeah. or they're making a Madam Web movie who is a crazy fucking character because she's the guardian of a thing called the Web of Life and Destiny, which is like this interdimensional idea that like every universe is held together by like a like metafictional like spider web and it's all like tied together and each universe has a spider totem and that spider totem has to be there and those events have to be played out the exact way they're supposed to because that's the the thread the spider web yeah. that holds all of reality together and that's what madam web does and this movie acknowledged that, like, kind of clearly. A bit? Yeah. yeah, a bit. They said the words, the web of life and destiny. And I was like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, they're actually fucking saying these things in a movie. And people are going, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay, okay. You know what I mean? It's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, Miles, throughout this thing, though, um realizes that like his father is going to become a captain soon and mm -hmm. that he saw that glimpse of spot killing his father and that this is going to be a canon event right um i gotta note when my uh miguel o'hara is explaining these things a timeline kind of starts like a visual representation of like a timeline tree yes. comes out and the way it like branches off and the way it's depicted um it's like a white light <laughs> is, like is, it, it it is loki right yeah 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 it's pretty blatantly it's just like vertical instead of like horizontal mm -hmm. <laughs> and you know when they show whatever universe he was talking about that got eradicated, right? Um, and it like becoming that like black goop kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. That is Doctor Strange, like what happened with the incursion and uh, multiverse of madness. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that Doctor Strange, what if with the uh, what do they call those? Those points? Those like what was it called? Like a nexus. It wasn't a nexus point, but it was like the death of Christine Palmer is a thing that has to happen in everything. And if like, yeah, yeah, I don't recall what they called them in that. But yeah, yeah, but same kind of deal. And like, if that doesn't happen, like it was visually represented exactly the same. Also, while they're talking about all of this and they're showing these timelines, there are like flashes of them occurring and some of them are comic book panels and some of them are live action and we see 
the death of Captain Stacy from mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man with Dennis Leary and um, Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. We see the death of Uncle Ben with Tobey Maguire and that old fucking bastard, um, whose name I can't remember. Uh, but we know that those Sony versions have been incorporated into No Way Home, and No Way Home was kind of like the official kickoff of the multiverse saga, right? Yeah. Along with Loki. And now we're seeing inclusions from Loki and Spider-Man No Way Home and things that are occurring within the multiverse saga, the current phases of the MCU. Yeah. So are you getting at, is this part of the MCU proper at this point? Like we're getting a secret wars, right? Yes. Like we're getting an incursion world colliding thing. People are getting more used to the idea of some of the universes are jankier than others. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah, the old X Men movies, those are, we're going to say those again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, Michael yeah. Keaton is going to be out there with uh, he who may not be named on this podcast. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, yeah, some are jankier than others, but they're all like connected now within this fabric and. We have officially built the retcon machine for <laughs> corporate intellectual properties yeah. uh, that got sold to film studios due to a struggling comic book company that uh, didn't know their worth <laughs> until 2008. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty accurate. Uh, yeah. It's like kind of a cynical way to look at it. Right. But. Hold a little. <laughs> Yeah, but like it's accurate. Of, it's accurate, and like the storytelling works for this specific story without worrying about Kang and all that bullshit, right? Yeah, 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 one hundred percent. Yeah, like this is done with pure sincerity, but it can also be utilized down by, the line. If down the line, yeah, to like Deadpool three have Patrick Stewart and the uh, James McAvoy and fucking bullshit right like it can mm-hmm. be used for you know yeah be careful with this marvel you know what i mean just that's <laughs> all i'm saying you know like proceed with caution please please because i could just see this going badly yeah yeah uh, i know when we secret proper. wars we wrap up all the uh the multiverse <laughs> yeah. yeah wrap it up just start doing mutants you know what i'm saying like yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, and don't don't have them played by Patrick Stewart, please. The poor bastard's so old. You know what I mean? Like watching Picard is like painful for me. Oh yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks not just painful for me, it looks actually painful for Patrick Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, let let him die. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. I love the guy. I love the guy. Living uh, legend. You know, played Gurney and David Lynch's Dune. Living legend. But um yeah, so the second that Miles remembers, like, holy shit, my my dad isn't safe. Miguel puts him in like a like a little prison thing, right? Yeah, like, yeah. He like doesn't little... immediately accept it and go about his day. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spider Bill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, him, like a mix of his uh, electric powers and Spider Punk, he like helps him like break out a little bit, right? Yeah, and um. Miguel O'Hara orders all of the spider people to go apprehend uh, 
miles, resulting in a very long chase sequence through this complex that is overwhelmingly ridiculous. Yeah, how do you keep it the geography of the combat? <laughs> I forgave it really for... It. Yeah, yeah, I forgave In it. the same way you can live action. You just can't. Yeah, yeah. Because whenever they would, like, pan out from the building, it would just look like a giant pyramid, and I would be like, all oh, this is going on this pyramid thing, huh? Like, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> Kang has a pyramid. <laughs> Kang's got a pyramid. Kang's got yeah, and the Sphinx. Yeah. And the Sphinx. You know? Um I I what do you think of the chase sequence? That was fun. It was fun. I uh I'm going to enjoy it more next time. So it was definitely an overwhelming sensation. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Dude, yeah. The, when they did the someone catch Spider-Man and everyone did the meme. Yeah. That was ridiculous. Like that was ridiculous. That was like internet, like like uh, just ejaculating on us. Yeah, 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 <laughs> pandering. Yeah, that's the word. Sorry. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, man. Um, and then it all kind of like starts to culminate. There's like a like a Elon Musk like Mars like like a like an elevator to space kind of thing right and they're like climbing up this fucking like bullet train into space which was cool like like super cool fucking set piece to like be on this bullet train going like vertical right Mm -hmm. with a good implementation of like why spider-man 2099 is kind of awesome like he's got the fucking claws you know what i mean like he's an actual vampire thing like it's crazy looking like he's a ruthless looking spider-man um and by the time he gets and catches up to miles like we get the big reveal where it's like you are the original anomaly like you're kind of the only reason why we all exist because you shouldn't be Spider-Man. Like you are just one big gigantic fucking mistake. That spider that bit you was from earth 42. It wasn't from earth 1610. It was a trans dimensional being meant to bite. Somebody else was not meant to bite you. You Mm -hmm. are a mistake. You shouldn't even be Spider-Man to begin with. You're the cause for everything. And, um, you know, Miles realizes like all the other Spider-Men who he called his friends knew this too. Uh, and they kind of betrayed him by not telling him the truth the whole time. Um, and I thought there was like a pretty good moment where he's like, everyone's telling me what I'm supposed to be and a mistake, but kind of like, fuck that. I'm going to do me. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. Uh, blast Spider-Man 2099 and then dies off this space bullet train uh, back into the building to go into like this thing called like a wayback machine or something. They like briefly explained it before where like it's, it's this weird machine that's able to like read your DNA and like whatever universe your spider powers came from, it sends you yes. back to it. Right. So um, he escapes back to his quote unquote universe uh, while Miguel O'Hara chastises uh, spider Gwen for for helping him and he's like you're kicked off the team and she's like you know if you send me back my dad's gonna fucking kill me and he's like yep i know i don't care uh so now we got like bad guy spider-man you know what i mean yeah yeah. uh something you didn't really care for no no i uh i definitely don't uh it worked well enough i guess for this movie i'm trying not to 
criticize it too hard on Facebook, but yeah, the uh, they're not fighting to the last. So yeah, 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 yeah. Save everyone. Yeah, it bothers me. Uh, yeah. So Gwen gets sent back to her universe where she's kind of preparing to go out on her own, but she wants to go get the picture of her and Miles back, and she goes back into the apartment and sees her dad, and you know her dad's a captain, so she's like, "Oh my, I'm waiting for my dad basically to get killed," and. Her dad's like, no, I've retired from the police force and I forgive you and and like mm-hmm. gives her a big hug. And this is some of the shit again. Like I said it earlier on in the podcast, but it's stuff that like, you know, we've been thinking about making comics like you, you know, you do coloring and things like that. Like being able to show and depict emotion and, and things visually, um, in this medium that isn't possible in live action where like the colors are so dark when it's like they're fighting. And then the second that they embrace, they like lighten up, but it's like a glow around them almost, which is like a very comic booky thing. You know, it's, it's a nice visual representation. Um, Mm -hmm. and then the dad's like, by the way, some like weird British guy dropped this off for you. And it's, uh, the little, uh, it's one of those power watches, right? Yes. One of those little yes. power gauntlets. Uh, so she has the ability to go through the portals. And uh, she's like, I got to go save my friend. So she goes to Miles' universe to go save him. Meanwhile, Miles is back in his quote-unquote universe. Um, and is saying hi to his mom. And is like, Mom, I know... You know, I've been lying to you. I got a big confession. Meanwhile, Miguel O'Hara and um, Jessica Drew and Ben Riley are stalking outside to find Gwen. And okay, I've talked about this a lot. Jonathan Demi, Silence of the Lambs. One of the, I, I think it's kind of like one of those movies that was such like a landmark where like it's hard to look at it in a context now because we've seen so many things imitate Jonathan yeah. Demi's Silence of the Lambs, right? Um, it's like, you know, David Fincher's Seven, where, like, at the time when Seven came out, you're like, oh, my God, this is so gnarly, and now you, like, turn on, like, CSI, and you just, like... See- Criminal Minds, all yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. you just... They're you all just <laughs> Seven, like... Uh- yeah, yeah, you see, like, people getting cut up, like, on television, but at the time, you're like, oh, my God, what an innovative thing. Uh, Demi's uh, Silence of the Lambs has a lot of that. One of the big ones is like the character monologuing directly to the camera and like that kind of like, you know, really um, alarming perspective. And the other one is the sequence where Jodie Foster is going into Buffalo Bill's house, right? And we see her in the basement going to hunt him, you know? Meanwhile, like the FBI is raiding the outside and then when we see them like push in the door while she's in the basement, you realize the FBI agents are at a different house than where she is. And they use editing to fuck with you because you thought they were yes. all in the same place. And then they pull the rug out on you with editing. Kind of similar thing happens because when Miles uh, unzips his thing and he's like, I'm Spider-Man. She's like, I don't know what Spider-Man is like. And you realize, <laughs> oh, fuck, Miles is in the wrong universe. And they're in his universe. And they're like, oh, yeah. fuck, Miles is in the wrong universe. And this is the end of Loki season one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And it's probably going to happen again in Flash coming up. 
next week or whenever the fuck that movie is. If if the Flash exists, if the Flash yeah. exists, yes. Um. So, um, we find out that the Wayback Machine sent Miles because it read the DNA of the spider that transformed them. Uh, to Earth 42. So he is in the universe where there was never a Spider-Man because they lost the spider that would have transformed him. And um, this is a Spider-Man-less universe. Uh, his father is dead. The uncle is still alive. And the second this realization hits, it's like almost too late. And Miles is like kind of it's kind of gangster. He like ties him up. Like the uncle like ties him up to a fucking uh, like a boxing heavy bag. Yeah, is a callback to uh, the the first movie where uh, Miles ties Peter Parker up to a punching bag. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he plays "Ain't No Love" in the heart of the city. Uh, yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah, fun song sampled by Kanye West on uh, Jay Z's Blueprint. Pretty fun. Uh, and yeah. discovered this is a less nice version of his uncle, which is kind of more like the ultimate version, where he's pushing Miles into doing crime with him. The life of crime, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's like, listen, man, like, I know you from my universe. You were a good guy. You don't have to be the prowler. And he's like, I'm not the prowler. And he throws a prowler glove across a room, and we see a... Uh, goatee. No, imagine it's like Star Trek, <laughs> like the mirror version. He boomed early, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, we see Miles Morales with braids, and this universe's version of Miles Morales has uh, is the Prowler. He's a bad guy and has mm-hmm. our Spider-Man uh, held captive. Uh, meanwhile, when um, when Gwen finds out about this, she she recruits all of uh miles's friends from the first movie and beyond um peter b parker uh penny parker the robot one yes yes. spider-man noir spider ham you know the gang the boys are back in town Mm -hmm. Um, and spider-punk and spider-punk yeah and spider-punk um so we can cuck uh miles um Something that Marvel loves to do with characters for some fucking reason. Um, and uh, yeah, they all team up and they're like, let's go save our friend. And then a big to be continued sign comes up, Travis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know this was going to be a two-parter for some reason. I don't know if I read it and forgot about it or what, but I I, I knew the ending was coming uh, at a certain point. I was like, oh, this is not going to have any... That tracing was the big action piece of the movie. I I could have done with something more. Uh, Just a bigger payoff here at the end. Uh, It's all narrative, I guess, payoff here, but the reveal of uh, the mirror version of uh, Miles. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yes, yes. It's still good. still good. I don't want to explain too much about it. It's just... Yeah. Two hours and change. And then honestly, though, like I, I got upset during the first Dune, right? Because it it just ended like before the action sequence started. Denny Villeneuve. Yes. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ends right when it starts getting interesting. Yeah, well, it's not that it wasn't interesting, but like before the yeah, war, yeah. it ends before the war. To, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, I like know that story, and like the the fight stuff happens in the second half. But, <laughs> you know, it it ended before that. Like the big fight was like him getting his knife. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but recently, like very recently, I saw Fast X, right? Um, which I didn't know was going to have like end on a cliffhanger in the middle of an action scene uh with all of its characters in peril and that like pissed me off because oh yeah there are are no stakes like i know dom toretto is going to get out of this because they bring people back from the dead all of the time like there was no reason for it to end like that you have to should have killed them all and you, then you could have been animals in misery. And no, you have to continue from where you left off. Exactly. <laughs> Imagine it wakes up as like the ghost. It's an AI James Con like writing, writing the rest of the Fast franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been a bold. Actually, turning down major roles in films. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't work for nobody. Um, Who the fuck is on Solo? <laughs> yeah, I don't wear those fucking tights punches out richard donner um i am my own man (laughs) i am a straight Uh, shooter um so i went out of fast x like upset because in order for you to care about what's about to happen next you have to establish that stakes exist and i think spider-verse movies have done a pretty good job establishing that stakes exist like these movies kind of kill people and they have loss and they have real things and i don't know what's going to happen in this story i don't know how like i think miles will be fine i don't know if his dad will be fine you know what i mean um I, i i don't know so it was a genuine like oh my god like wow like and again, it's animated. I know they did these things back to back. That's why it took five years for them to make this thing because they made like three and a half hours worth of animation, right? Mm-hmm. Or four hours worth of animation. So like they already got it kind of like in the can. They're probably just doing the touches on the second part. Uh, and we're going to get beyond the Spider-Verse next summer. So it's coming very soon. Uh, as opposed to Fast X where like I was like, fuck that. Like that is such a fucking cop out. So I didn't know this was going to be like ending on a cliffhanger. It felt more akin to Empire Strikes Back in a lot of ways where like, yeah, yeah. you know, like Luke meets Darth Vader, who's like his flesh and blood, but like the bad version of it, like and meeting the bad Miles is similar to having the mask turned on you the way Luke had the mask turned on him with Vader and things like that. And all of his friends mm-hmm. being like, okay, we're going to go save Han Solo, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I didn't get that mad, but I could see some, like some audience members were like, what? Like everyone was like, oh my God, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all depend on how well the next movie does kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wouldn't be surprised if it fucking rules my friend. <laughs> I wouldn't. I think be- it's a, a, a safe bet. I think it's With a them safe being bet. filmed back to back, uh, at the same time, most likely, mm-hmm. uh, one of our group members pointed out that there's footage in the trailer for it that in the last trailer for it that features some stuff that's not in this one at all that so it might be in the next one. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, 
speaking of the quality of the film that we're discussing, the franchise as a whole, um, do you have anything else that you want to say about Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse before uh, giving our final thoughts and our reviews on uh, part two of the epic saga? No, no, that's about it. About it. All right. All right. Let's jump into our reviews. Tell us how you really feel. Let's read this. So we here at the Multiverse of Radness <laughs> uh, rate and review all of these installments from one to five mm, canon events. One canon event being the worst. Five canon events being the best. We do accept half canon events. With that being said, Travis part of the Sony cinematic universe of Spider-Man characters, the second part of the Spider-Verse trilogy, the long awaited sequel to into the Spider-Verse for Spider-Man colon across the Spider-Verse. What say you one out of five? Okay. For me, this was a four out of five. I, uh, I may raise it on rewatch. And even greater than that once the next movie comes out, and I can see the the whole picture, kind of. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was excellent in a lot of ways. I liked the first movie a bit more. Smaller story. Get more, like, fun character moments with the other Spider-Men, where they're not just being after our main hero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm very pleased with it, overall. This is... um. Again, like, I, I I kind of agree where I think the first one, you know, being the origin story, being more small stakes and mm-hmm. introducing us to this world so well, it did such a great job at the table setting, so to speak, that it, it did have kind of the, the stronger story. And it, it had a lot more to pull off narratively because, one, you made a Spider-Man movie without Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> two, you did the multiverse stuff before Loki, before all of that. And you were able to actually pull it off uh, so well. And three, um, you established kind of a radical form of storytelling through a medium where we haven't gotten enough animated superhero adaptations. Could never Uh, use more. (laughs) It could use more, especially on the big screen as opposed to small screen. I know we're getting like Invincibles and uh, the DC animated movies come out all the time. They differ in quality. I I haven't liked one of those in like a decade. I used to like swear by the DC. They used to be nearly rock solid where it was an extreme rarity for one of the DC animated movies to not be good. And now it's almost the opposite. Uh, they feel so disposable nowadays, even the ones that like I'm really excited they look so about. Cheap. I I don't like the art style they're using for the last seven or eight of them, and then even before that, like the general quality was lower. Um, yeah, like since uh, that guy had taken over Jay, whatever, and they started to like make them like a shared kind of universe. They Jay really, Alba, yes, they, yes. They have like really, yeah, yeah, your most viewed director one year on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I, I ran through a bunch of those GC movies and it fucked my score up. Yeah. <laughs> <Letterboxd>. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm fucking with the stats, man. But um, yeah, those movies used to be like kind of like the high point, but they were never released theatrically and they were never like they didn't get the exposure that this movie's getting and they were not nearly the quality that these movies were getting. That being said, despite this movie's story not being as strong as the first one for me, um, now that the table settings out of the way, they can kind of go crazy and have a ton of fun. And that's kind of what I was hoping that this would deliver on the premise that now that that table settings out of the way, let's go crazy and have some fun. The first one for the most part took place exclusively in the ultimate universe. So the majority of the backgrounds and everything were that animation style, as opposed to this one where we were moving from world to world where it, and again, I've said it a million times, it legitimately felt the way you kind of feel when you pick up one comic written and drawn by one artist from a certain year and pick up another comic book written and drawn by another artist from a certain year. And you kind of like flip through various types of mediums and various different types of creators. Like, yeah, there's continuity and canon events and things like that and and staples of the genre that are always going to be there like spider-man's always going to kind of look like spider-man but sometimes he's going to look kind of drippy and he's going to you know be colored a little differently and sometimes he's going to be really broody and have too much cross hatching going on and like i've never seen i've never experienced something like that outside of the medium of comics um which is something that I just love and admire so, so much, like so truly, like even like I sound crazy as a grown man, how much I care and love about comic books. But like, I I really, really stick to that is one of the most expressive mediums you can work within because as long as you have somebody who can think about it and as long as you have somebody who can put it to paper and, and get it done, like, and you have a team, like, you can it's almost like authorship of the highest level in a lot of ways with comics like you know there's like auteur theory in film where you know all film or some films are completely the creative vision of like a single person usually being that of the director and i think that's True, but it's kind of like bullshit. Like, yeah, you have somebody steering the ship, but there's like a billion people behind the scenes, yeah, yeah. like taking I mean, care of. Huber can take as much as many cares as he wants, but he has to uh, have a traumatized actress there to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. be traumatized. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you have to have a gaffer there to hold the lamp, and you have to yeah, have yeah, a, yeah. a camera guy there to operate the camera. Like, you have to have people loading the film stock and the equipment to do the editing and like it's it's so much as opposed to comic books which uh which you you know can do like complete authorship as long as like it's you and a couple other guys you know what i mean and then a printer eventually um is this authorship no uh is this a representation of that creative freedom and that kind of liberty uh that comes with it yeah and it's the only time I've ever seen it outside of the medium of comic books. And that is fucking crazy to be shown at this scale, at this size, at this level of quality and exposure. Um, never thought this was something I would ever be able to see, mm -hmm. to digest and to get, let alone for it to work and for it to be so universal 
in terms of how it resonates with people. Like I saw this at a packed house at like a 1.30, 2.30 showing today and everyone in there walked out being like, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome. And those people absorbed the art style of 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 uh, Robbie Rodriguez and 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 the Bill Sankowitz and the Dave Max and the all these people that we've been talking about and since we were little kids, people got that today and with this movie, and maybe that will lead to them being able to consume that more open mindedly, um, and even if it doesn't just knowing they had the capability to like, it's not yeah. above a general audience to do that. You know what I mean? Um, with all that being said, like on letterbox, I gave this thing a 4.5, but for the sake of the podcast and like the prosperity, I'm giving this like the perfect score. This is like, yeah. for me, this is like a, the comic book. Like this, this is a comic book movie. That's actually a comic book movie, you know, mm-hmm. and we are a podcast about comic book movies and, this is the rare breed that just doesn't exist and never existed. And never in my fucking life did I think would ever fucking exist. Yet here we are in the year of our Lord, 2023 with not only this, but another one coming within a year. Right. Yes. Yes. Fucking knocking it out of the park. Um, I know it's fun to shit on Sony. Like (laughs) I know it's, it is, but they've really got a, a masterful job with these two. These two with the Raimi movies, like Sony has those tendencies to like make movies that are kind of better than Marvel Studios every once in a while. A like controversial take, like I would take this over. I would take movies like this over sometimes like the Ant-Man threes of the world and shit. Of course. Yeah. 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 Was, <laughs> uh, that and the turtles and yeah, quite yeah. A, a good amount of them really. Yeah. Uh, the turds, the turds. And even yeah. like the good ones, like this was cooler than uh, part of them. Dude, I like, I like yeah, Shang-Chi, yeah. but this was fucking better than Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like again, like this was like a more creative and liberating kind of, film then, was good but it was also kind of pitting the mold of uh first mcu outing yeah for a new hero yeah yeah and, which and, really kind of needed to be but yeah sure sure and so could have into the spider-verse that could have been just the fucking miles yeah. morales origin movie but it wasn't it wasn't like the way that did the table setting was so far beyond Mm-hmm. the thought of those kinds of movies like so yeah like again we're a mcu podcast i don't want to shit on the mcu but like <laughs> you see stuff like this and it's just like there there is something outside of the bullshit that we've just been consuming like that stuff feels like junk food and like you know i eat craft macaroni and cheese and Velveeta macaroni and cheese all the time and it tastes really good and it's really easy to make and it goes down fine. Right. Yes. But like, this is gourmet compared to that. You know what I mean? Um, As opposed to just kind of like product, like this actually felt like something, um, which is rare. And every once in a while we get something like this, like, and it's done outside Disney usually. Right. Like, I mean, we got Guardians 3, so... They like, have their house style. Like, we were talking about with the, uh, the eras of Marvel. Where sure. 
yeah 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 they have their house style um and every once in a while you get the james gunn who will break it yes. uh or play ball within it like the Kuglers of the world right mm-hmm. um but it never goes as far as something like this or no or Batman. there's not another movie that like are these two kind of yet and maybe <laughs> yeah it's in a flash future. we'll see the flash we'll wait <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man alright let's talk about some news before uh, wrapping it up and calling it an evening Travis not a lot of news even though we haven't had a show in two weeks <laughs> yeah yeah there really hasn't been uh, no. Let's talk about the Sony stuff. Okay. I, uh, Miles Morales and Spider-Woman live-action something are in the works, according sure. to an interview with Amy Pascal and Avi Arad, famous Spider-Man ruiner. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, can put uh, Venom in my movie, please, uh, guy. Yeah, I, I, this was reported by Variety, I think. But I didn't see the quotes, so I—I I don't know. I don't put much stock in this. <laughs> and they should be working on a Miles Morales live action thing, yeah. Right, if they want to go forward with their universe of Spider-Man characters, make that be their Miles Morales. Let the MCU have Peter Parker, or Tom Holland, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that would be totally cool. And I told me they do it well, huh? Do you think there'll be Madam Web spinoffs? <laughs> or Craven the Hunter spinoffs? Uh, uh, we'll see. I'm going to try to start being nicer about uh, the Sony Cravens of the world. Uh, yeah. Did my yeah, plea Did my plea before my review wrapped up uh, sell you? Uh, no, but it, it, well, I'm just going to try to be more optimistic. I want certain ones to be good. Like I'd like a Miles Morales live action to be good. I'd like of course TV show to not be completely garbage and to exist possibly. Yeah, yeah. I want to believe, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want uh, to believe. Yeah. 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 I'm looking at uh, like um, what's it called? Uh, screenshots. Uh, or set photos rather of um the the madam web yeah, yeah, yeah. uh sydney yeah. sweeney is playing uh is it julia carpenter or is it no she's playing one of the other ones uh julia carpenter is jessica no, drew jessica drew yeah she's playing dakota johnson's playing julia carpenter, carpenter. yes yes is the that second it? Woman in the comics yeah Isabella Merced. Yeah, yeah. Isabella Merced is playing uh possibly Spider Girl. Um Okay. I just sent you the uh photo and I wrote wow whoa. Um so yeah, I want to believe that I'll like these movies, judging by the uh <laughs> Did you it, is not, it? it is not loading on mine. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll send you all the I'll send you the whole thing. I'm on cosmopolitan.com. That's where these 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 pictures are coming from, by the way. Um 
and it just it it, it looks like Instagram uh, model the movie. It's really weird looking. Yeah, um, it looks awful. I'm not going to be positive about this one. You're not. Craven doesn't suck. No, that looks no. awful. Skip down to the part where here's Isabella Merced uh, about her playing Spider Girl with the yellow T-shirt on. That's the one I'm looking at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's... Yeah. yeah. I'm remaining positive. You know what I mean? I'm trying to be positive about it. I don't see a costume inside. It's the same reason I'm not as excited about Captain America 4. Yeah, uh, this is the true. costumes are whack. I want people in silly costumes. Yeah, I want people in silly costumes. We'll see. Who knows what Craven's going to look I, like. I've heard Craven has the uh, the lions, so maybe. So really? At least it will have that. I'm sure he will wear it for two seconds at the end. I don't know how I would feel about. I mean, I guess I would like a Miles Morales live action movie, right? Like, why wouldn't I want? Yeah, if it's if it's doing well, like uh, right? bring back one of the older Spider Men to do the the dying. To do the dying, yeah, just kill. <laughs> That's all Andrew Garfield does. He just comes in as like a sacrifice, you know? Yeah, what yeah. I mean? you can be better than me, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Again, though, with with this and I like the Venom movies. Like I, I'm pretty positive on the Sony stuff, but then mm-hmm. then they do the He Who Shall Not Be Named Living Vampire movie, and I'm just like, yeah. I was wrong the whole time. You know what I mean? Maybe Travis is right about the Venom movie. Yep. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have some TMNT news. Ninja Turtles. Did you get a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle trailer before this movie today? Uh, I don't recall one, but I have seen the, the trailer for it. Yeah. It's fun. I, I saw it in IMAX, the trailer today, and originally I wasn't like so hot on the animation, and I have changed my mind. It's kind of crazy looking. I've never seen anything that really looks like it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's similarly neat. Uh, probably not going to be as ambitious as this one was, but I am digging it. Uh, yeah. And I'm digging it even more because the news this week is my boy, Trent Reznor of nine inch nails and Atticus Ross are officially scoring a Ninja Turtles movie. You think they'll do like a, uh, the Ninja rap. <laughs> do you think we'll get like sad boy industrial versions, like ministry covering fucking like you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like so. drum and bass and like spooky <laughs> piano playing and things like that. Uh, Lord willing, Lord willing. Yeah. I mean, this uh, is like a dream. I mean, it's like Seth Rogen fucking producing this thing. Evan Goldberg's directing it. Like, it's just, should be I, fun. Yeah, I hope it's a slam dunk. I hope it's a slam dunk. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Spider-Man 2 trailer, the game, a lot of gameplay released, like 12 minutes or so. Fucking I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 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 The, uh, some people, like, are, are you one of the people who thinks, like, like the Spider-Man Insomnia games are, like, the definitive versions of Spider-Man? Kind of, like, sometimes I feel that way about the Arkham uh, games for Batman. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I do think they're the best Spider-Man games. Uh, Not just games, just like versions, like like oh, here's, oh. you know what I mean? Like here's a fucking 
you know, if you want to like get to know Spider-Man, here's how you get to know Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like you want to get know. to know and care and fucking love it, you know? I don't know if I go as far as say the definitive version, but definitely a, a solid way to get yeah. introduced. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it goes it goes Todd McFarlane, <laughs> Insomnia Games, Clone Saga. <laughs> Some random issue of fucking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One more day, Superior, you know. Yeah. The slot run. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. issue where he fights Fire Lord in a subway. Yeah. 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 Uh, a lot of footage, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lizard uh, being in the movie, in the game, rather, as the main villain. Or Craven. not main villain, but a villain, rather. And then yeah. Craven and Symbiote stuff. Yeah, it's cool, man. It's cool. I'm really looking forward to it. Again, I don't have a PlayStation, so it's been one of those things that like has gone over me. My one of the guys who lived in my house who rented a room fucking used to play it. I would just kind of buzz around and like watch it. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. It's like watching a Spider-Man movie, kinda. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh did an excellent job with Mr. Negative in the first game of making him a compelling character. He is kind of in the comics too a little bit, but really Devoting time to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mr. Negative is one of those characters kind of like Spot, but except like way new. Mr. Negative is like way new. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he's got a bit more to him than that. Like the, uh, the, the dual uh, role of philanthropist and terrorist. Yes. It's very interesting. It's very interesting. It's uh, unlike yes. any Spider-Man villain ever. Other than <laughs> except for all of them. Yeah, you're yes. all. Yeah, yeah. But here's a he new one. About it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, But he looks cool. Yeah. It's a negative photo. Uh, powers, yeah. Yes. yeah. Uh, the uh, the Kickstarter that uh, Travis and I were a part of, uh, Unknown Heroes Anthology Volume 2, uh, met its goal, actually doubled its goal, which is pretty neat. So thank you yeah. to any Beyonders. I know there were a bunch of you uh, based upon the uh, guys running it. Uh, so... I know we're the reason why it got to 4K when the last one got to 2K. So shout out Beyonders, still humble brag. Was that you know like For the sure. kay- you know the kayfabe bump? Like that's kind of like well, <laughs> the kayfabe effect. They got the uh, Beyond Infinity effect for sure. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. We should probably put some pages once we get them going, or at least a cover up or something on the uh, on the page. Like put up a high yeah. rise or something like that. That would be fucking fun to share figure out ways to release it after um you know it comes out through unknown heroes so it's kind of like just more accessible because it's been a labor of love and something travis and i've wanted kind of fucking do forever you know what i'm saying like finally Mm -hmm. got something in the can which is pretty sweet um the flash might actually be a movie travis uh sound the alarms eat my fucking lunch uh but we will be here to cover it in like two fucking weeks right it's like less than 14 days yes yes uh i'm excited for it like it looks mostly great <laughs> it looks so good it looks so uh, good I, my biggest thing uh, negative is there's one spot of wonky cgi that's one tiny tiny bit uh, mm-hmm and they and usually clean that, yeah they yeah. usually clean that stuff up you know but uh i'll get my boy michael shannon back screaming you know what i mean <laughs> in a better movie which i'm excited mm-hmm. about uh we got secret invasion coming up towards the end of the month 
uh, as 21st, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll actually be able to uh, live up to our namesake here at MCU Beyond Infinity and get back to some regularly scheduled programming. But until then, if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast at gmail.com. And you can also find us on social media with the MCU Beyond Infinity Podcast Facebook group, a wonderful place that Travis, Kira, and I started to talk any and all things related to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, pop culture, comic books, DC, Spider-Man, literally anything at this point, and beyond. Yeah, someone was like, I thought this was an MCU page, and we're like, that's what the beyond part is. I was like... Totally yeah. allow Polish World War II movies. If you really want to talk about it with me, that's what I've been watching lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my buddy uh, was like, so I noticed uh, you guys don't just talk about Marvel in there? And I was like, no. And then, like, the second he sent me the text, it's like an Oppenheimer post. Like, <laughs> it into, like Nolan shit posting. I was like, oh, God, yes. this fucking trunk bastard. Uh, so, yeah, you can find us there. Um, with that being said, uh, I am John. I'm Travis. And we will see you next week. <laughs>